Hello, hello, awesome people, and welcome to Authors Chat with Allison, where I will be interviewing inspiring authors and upcoming authors about their book, their brand, and their business. Today, I have with me on the line Michelle Bolden Hammond. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, well, welcome, Allison, and I appreciate having you having me on today. I really greatly appreciate that. You are so welcome. I'm so glad that you said yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, give us a brief information um, about yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself and, um, you know, just share some things about you. Okay. Um, so, well, uh, first thing I would like to say is that um, I'm a woman of faith. I'm a child of the king. Um, I actually am born, I'm a native here on the eastern shore, Talbot County. Um, I grew up in a town called Unionville, which is actually the last town um, of the ex-18 Union soldiers who served in the Civil War, which and I am a descendant of one of those soldiers. So that's a little historical background. Um, when it talks about how my life is today, they always taught us about legacy building. And that's one of my things, and inspiring others and helping others. So that's been instilled in me. Um, I've actually, I'm working in mental health. I'm an advocate, but I'm also working on getting my clinical mental health because our people, our demographics, we need to understand that mental health is very important. And just for now, I'm an entrepreneur as well, an author, and a business person. So that's who I am. Wow, thank you for sharing that. And I definitely love the piece where um, you shared about the history and the legacy builder because that is definitely what it's all about, um, keeping our legacy alive so that the next generation will be able to tell their story. Now, you have a book out. What is the title of your um, book? And give us a little bit of information about it. So when, when I just said about in my little demographics of who I am about legacy building, you know, when we legacy build, we also have to be, you know, world changers. So the book that I have is called Polished, Passionate, and Poised, which is Memoirs for the World Changer. So you might ask yourself, how am I being a world changer? And basically it is um, the book is basically, I ask these three questions. If you have been polished through the fire and cultivated and survived, the next question to I ask about in this book is, do you feel the burning desire to serve others with a heartfelt passion? And the last question I ask is, you have unspeakable confidence to be poised as an effective leader. So in those three questions, it makes it talks about I actually this is an anthology that I have ten other ladies that's in. And it talks about, you know, we all been through some things. Am I correct? We all been through some things, but it's how we've been cultivated and we've been polished for a certain reason as now. And are you know, when when you went through this process of being polished and, and that you know, it gives you some kind of passion for others. So we want to serve others. And you got doing this, you got to have confidence. And not, it's not a process that's really easy, but you have to build up your confidence. And those are the things that I share on my part of the story, which is called Polished Diamond. Um, 
about it. And that's what I do. I try to encourage people. I try to inspire people just to let people know that there is hope. Yes, yes. So what inspired you? And, and it sounds like you may have already shared that, but what inspired you to actually um, write that chapter and even, I love the, yes, so what inspired you? So, it's, well, it's, what inspired me to put that together is because, you know, what I saw and what he gave it, when the good Lord gave it to me, what I saw was the form of that, you know, people are a lot of hope and despair, but even through the challenges, you know, we can, that's a message for someone else because that makes you look like if they went through that, man, I can make that. So that's what I talk about being polished and cultivated and, and just being having confidence when you do it. And even not in the when we talk about the word mission of the word poise, it's your character. Through all the things that I have had things happen to me throughout my life, it was still my character that holds. I mean, I've been turned down for jobs because of the color of my skin. I've been put a company that I work for. That's what makes me build and going into my own business. Um, I work for a nonprofit company, got them Merlin Healthy Business Awards. One day I went to work and they was like, we no longer want you. I was the face of that company. So, you know, those are the typical things. I didn't lose my character and I didn't lose my integrity. <laughs> uh, now, that was a lot to just um, have to go through you know, and then, like you said, then still keep your um, integrity and your character and not let it take you out of character. Now, what is the name of your um, business? And I'm glad you pressed on. Yes. Um, so my business is called I Am To Inspire. Um, I, actually, I actually work actually with the business. I am actually the first um, African-American in Talbot County to open up like a wellness center because I basically go around and teach um, stress management, anything holistic health. I actually also have a um, uh, stress with the stress technique that I use. I actually have a biofeedback machine which used for relaxation. Um, basically, this is like solving around to the mental health capacity because, you know, a lot of people have anxiety, stress now, and stuff like that. So, it's basically using your biorhythms of your meridians of your natural repulses with the earth electromagnetic earth force field to do some treatments um, and promote self healing as well. That is awesome, and I'm glad to hear um, when you say that you are the first because you know that that's legacy building. And for, you know, the next generation to come right behind you. Now, I wanted to jump back into uh, your book. So how long did it take you to write um, your book or your part of the story? So it took me about four months, um, four months. And, and, that's, and I can say that's a speedy trial. Uh, that's a speedy way. But when you talk about, ask about the books that I've written, so when I just displayed about when I was laid off from my job um, that time, that my first book, which was in 2017, um, I had that book for like 12 years. And I always remind us and go back to that story of the woman with the issue of blood. So, you know, I figure like, mm-hmm, God's like telling me, okay, you had this page of sitting here for a long time. So now is the time. So that's when I picked it picked up, and that's when the writing skills started from then on. It's just been 
going on and going on. That is a blessing. I'm so glad you um, decide to share it. Does your um, faith inspire you to write or to continue to write? Allison, it's got to be the faith. <laughs> Without faith, I, there will be no writing material. I have to push it, push the faith. And and also when we're talking about faith, yes, because you got to write the vision and make it plain. So I'm, when I'm writing these series and books and when he gives me these creative ideas for the book titles and who to ask for, you know, connections with, um, book collaboration. It's all in his timing. So it has to be me initiating my faith to do what I need to do that he tells me to do because it's a purpose behind it. It is really a purpose behind it. Yes. Name three things that you want readers to gain from reading your story. So the first thing I would say is um, what I want you to do as a reader who picks up the book, I want you to be inspired. That's the main thing that I want you to do is be inspired. The second, the secondary thing that I want someone to do is to share the information that you get. It doesn't cost anything to share the information that you get. And the third thing it is, it's a life changer. Go once you get the life changing effect. Again, go back again and share the information that you get. Share it. Because even even in the first book I wrote, Seize a Moment to Inspire, that person was on a 30-day journey. And that 30-day journey, they signed a um, pledge to themselves. But I also asked them, what you got, share it and pass it on. So that's what that was about. I want you to pass the information on because you never know what might have touched you can really touch someone else in a different way. You know, you are so right because sometimes people may never, um, you know, I don't want to say get healed, but until we do what God has assigned for us to do, and that is release our stories, someone else may never, um, you know, heal from it. And so it's good that there are so many writers out here finally writing their book, telling their story, even if it's just a chapter, you're still sharing it so someone else can um, be healed. What are you most thankful for right now? If you could name a few things or just one thing, what are you most thankful for right now today? So I am really thankful right now, right at this moment. (laughs) I'm thankful that right now I have a roof over my head because this wind and this storm is really, I've seen people in a, like a, maybe about two blocks away where there's like disaster stuff going on. So I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful that God has um, purposed me for such a time as now when there is so much, you know, hopelessness in this world. And I'm just glad that he has given me a voice to be a method of change. That is a blessing, a, a method of change. Now, as a um, as a writer uh, like yourself, what are some of your um, writing goals for the future? Like some of the things that you want to be able to share with other writers on how they can get their story written, if I can say it that way. Cool, and I'm glad you asked that because one of the, one of the major goals that I want to share is 
well, that I'm actually working on the goal. I'm actually in the pro. I'm in the goal. Matter of fact, I can put it down as completed. Um, one of the things is that I would like to say is that, and this is I'm glad you brought this up. Um, you know that now we find that writing is like a new creative way that a lot of people have. Um, you know, I'm going to be a writer. I want to be a writer. I want to be. A, I want to do this book. So what I want people to understand is you can do this book, but you make sure that that book has purpose. And then also I know a lot of people who are new to writing, there are certain things you need to be aware for. So one of the things I've created that I'm working under a publishing company now as a person who has been virtually burnt, meaning mm-hmm. at joining in things. So I'm like the forefront because, again, I'm transparent, and what has happened to me, I do not want to happen to others. So I share of my instances of joining some book collaborations. Make sure that these people have publishing companies. Make sure that you're, that you're the person that you know, that you know, that you think you know. Put it that way. You think mm-hmm. you know. And secondary is, you know, you can always self-publish too as well. And that's what I do with a lot of my books is self-publishing. And Next is just because you write a book doesn't mean you're going to be a millionaire. Because Or what is your purpose? And I'll say this. It's okay to make bestseller. It's all right. But that's not what I'm in it for. I'm in it again, as it goes back to what I said, to transform. It doesn't matter to me about bestseller or international seller or whatever that is. I'm, what I want to do is give people substance. So that's those are the steps that I do. So I'm actually consulting with people um, with it. Value Trust Consulting is what I have to help people who want to become up and newcoming authors and writers. I am so glad you shared that because when you said, I'm so glad you asked, I was like, so am I because I really wanted you to bring that out because I remember you um, sharing that with me a while back. Now let me ask you this other question. What is your work schedule like when you're writing? So the thing is, I maintain to, you know, again, I teach about health, so I know about balance, life-work balance. So basically, if there's something, I will shut myself in. My family knows not to bother me because that's my time. That's my creative time. Um, I can, and when, you know, he gives me stuff, I write down what I need to write down, and then I go and take meditation time and do what I need to do. My family knows when I'm in my certain space, they know what I'm doing. So, you know, it, 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 it comes and goes. It comes and goes, but it flows. It comes and goes, but it flows. And that's, that's how I do it. You know, I, there are certain times that I schedule out for the do what I need to do and then come back to it. Yes. Now, you know, mental health is real. And we haven't... Um, spent a lot of time, you know, throughout, I want to say throughout the world, you know, really, really focusing in on mental health. But now um, mental health and having people speak up is really um, crucial. So do you believe that um, journaling and writing can be a part of therapy to deal with mental health? And I'm so glad that you brought that out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much, Allison, for that. For one thing, I want to appreciate you for saying that and acknowledging that with my mental health. Um, You know, 
again, that is something that has been a stigma in our African-American community, which it needs to cease because, you know, there are a lot of people that we can look back through our lives and through our family members that really had mental health issues. And if you go back, just as audience, and I'm just saying this to the audience and you, just go back and look at the genie when you had Uncle Boo Boo and say, oh, he just, oh, he just acts that way. Or is no, he acted that way for what purpose and why? And those are the things that have been passed down, generated. We don't talk about it. We smooth it over. But now we need to talk about it. We need to bring those conversations up. And one of the biggest advocacies that I'm on is about mental health in the church. You know, not everybody is the devil. No, it's not the devil. It's a mental health issue. And I'm not saying God can't solve it, serve it, and do what he needs to do with it. But that's why he has psychiatrists, psychology, all of these people here gifted to help us with that. We can pray it all we want to, but still we need that type of evidence and that help. And I'm not always talking about medication because right now it could, a lot of it might be associated with the food we eat, you yeah. know. But I'm so glad that you brought that out. And, yes, journaling, and I talk about that in my Allison, I'm so glad you said that. I'm like, you can see I'm getting overwhelmed and touched about it. Because even in this COVID, and I tell people quick, this COVID, and I'm, I done lost an aunt, I done lost some family members from the COVID here, and I, trust me, I'm very empathetic and sympathetic for those. But I tell you, this COVID has been a blessing to me. What you're saying about journaling and writing, when you talked about those two questions, I want to tell you, how long did it take you to do a book? So maybe three months ago, three months ago, God was like, you know, you do these trainings about stress management. You do all of this. You do all these talks. And I had stopped doing it because I was doing it corporately at um, Hyatt's and places like that, doing workshops. I'm telling you, he made me go in a room and shut down for a weekend. I, my family didn't see me. I think they bought me stuff to eat. He said, you need to go back to those guidelines and tell my people that they should not be living in a spirit of fear. So he had me put together this stress management, let's talk no stress management guidelines and strategies book. And one of the concepts is when you're stressed, and I'm giving a little, a look, I'm giving a little health tip on this too right now. When you stress, do you know how to identify it? Well, here's a skill that you can use today to learn how to identify it. And it's a part of writing. So we have our journal. That's what we'll do. You start documenting when you start feeling these feelings of stress. You start to identify when did it happen, the time did it happen, what were you doing. Do this for 14 days straight. Then you will understand how you can identify what the stressor is. It could be a person, place, thing, whatever. But if you do that, it can actually help you identify what the stressor is. That is too neat, how to identify your stress. That is really neat. Now, um, I wanted to go back to when we were talking or you were talking about um, mental health in the church because I know you know that I'm a minister so mm-hmm. um, mental health in the church is definitely needed, and our church actually had a um, mental health program last year, you know, where we brought in a few of the different doctors, and we even have some um, at our church, 
and they all spoke. But one of the things that um, I have, you know, thought about within my family is something like what you just said. When I was growing up, I saw one of my uncles kind of, you know, like going through a change, and they were like, Mm -hmm. oh, he's okay, just leave him alone, don't worry about it. But too many times, um, Mm -hmm. you know, as black people, and I say black people because I'm black, you know, we push it under the rug, we don't want to talk about it. But there's nothing wrong if there is a um, chemical imbalance or something that we need to take to balance us out. It's not saying over-medicate, but there just may be something that, you know, is needed, you know. And, you know, God has doctors and, you know, people in place that can help us. I just say pray over the doctor that he sends to you. That's right. That's correct. That that I totally agree. Um, and one of the things that we, you know, one of the strategies that I would like to see, and I, you know, we I actually did the mental health first aid myself, um, and I'm actually certified with the mental first mental health first aid. It, that that's something you can offer in your church for your parishes. You know, there's a lot of agencies that out here are welcome to give it free. Now, we have a lot of teens who are stressed. There's also a teen mental health first aid, that class that you can get. Offer those type of solutions in your churches. Also, is it a, is it a, is it a problem that you, you, you can put in the weekly in your bulletins, you know, in your stuff, you know, a message, a mental health message, just to get it out there. Those are some strategies that we can use within the church. And, yes, it, it, it was do much to have a support group, a mental health support group in your church. Those are some of the things that I've actually expressed um, here with someone on the shore, you know, to do. And I had a grant for churches to take. You know, none of the churches would pick it up. Only one person who bought it out that was really funny, <laughs> if I had to go to the to the Jewish temple. <laughs> wow. And Rabbi took it because we have that relationship anyway, but Rabbi took it. But he said, oh, my God, I never thought about this. And this is one thing that I say, you a minister, who do you go to outside of God? Who do you go to to share with your mental health? And he was like, wow. And he said, I have psychiatrists right in my, in, my, in my parish with people. He was like, I really thank you for bringing it out. Yeah, I was on the Rabbi's Roundtable talking about it. And, again, we have September coming up. People don't want to understand that, you know, the drug issues that people have and, you know, substance abuse issues, you can't separate that. It's still a mental health issue. Substance Mm -hmm. abuse is a mental health issue. You can't separate that. That is a mental health issue. I really, really thank you for sharing that. I know we kind of went, I don't want to say we went way (laughs) off, but everything that we said was so needed for such a time as this, and especially um, dealing with mental health, dealing with stress, and then with you taking on your business uh, about wellness, so everything was so needed. Share with us at this um, moment, share with us some of your latest or upcoming projects that you would like to share with the listening audience. So when we're talking about my latest, my latest is now that I am a podcaster, new to the realm, maybe May the 14th was the start. Um, I have a podcast, which is featured called Upfront Mind, Body, and Soul, you know, because, again, we're talking about 
mental health. We're talking about spiritual health, and we're talking about physical health. If one of those things is all out in balance, the whole thing is shot. So upfront mind, body, and soul, the wellness of the trilogy of wellness. So I feature different guests, new and upcoming authors, business people. I have all types of um, people coming on just talking about wellness, either spiritually, physically, or mentally, anything like that. So that, that's, the, that's the biggest major project, but into that I'm launching a motivational box, which will be ready to go by the end of this week. <laughs> it's called the Upfront Mind, Body, Soul Motivation Box, which is going to be a subscription, not uh, every month subscription because I don't have the workforce for every month subscription, but it will be seasonal um, which and I'm starting out with the summer, and then I'll next will be the winter, um, and then I'll get back on track for 2021. But that will inbox the whole, um, anything from motivational cards that are actually self-made with me with affirmations. It will have a stress page that you can color, um, a nice soy candle, a recipe book for um, healthy eating, either as vegetables or fruit, um, stuff for you to meditate on. Um, yeah, so that will be coming up next. Oh, and it also has um, some, like, nuts and stuff inside of it. That which I love it because it's, it's a motivational box. So one is called Energy, one is called Break Time, and the other one is called Sunshine. So I will be posting those up to my website pretty soon. <laughs> and I'm glad you said that. So share with the listening audience um, how they can follow you or your website. So you can follow me on my social media, which is Michelle Bolden Hammond. And on my Instagram, it's Upfront Mind Body. And for, you can follow, I have a Facebook page for Upfront Mind Body and Soul. And my website is www.upfrontmindbodyandsoul.com, and you can purchase books there, all of that. And you can listen to me on Thursdays on iHeart, 6 o'clock, Thursdays is the Upfront Mind, Body, and Soul podcast. We love to have you. Thank you so much for sharing all of that information, and I am really glad that you brought in about your um, uh, podcast and iHeartRadio because I had it written down, and I was like, I need to make sure I ask her to mention that. So I'm glad you mentioned it. So listen, on behalf of Gospel Time Machine, AGD Publishing, we here at Authors Chat with Allison would like to thank you for taking time out to spend your day with us. Wishing you much success and blessings on your journey. Peace.